Now he's looking for the dog. You've got to hey, be buddy. kidding me. Hey, buddy. We're such a professional operation at Casa de Confidence. <laughs> but, bye. Welcome to the Casa de Confidence podcast, a podcast for women about going in the direction of their dreams and the confidence it takes to reach them. I'm your host, Julie DeLuca Collins. I am a dreamer, a traveler, visionary, risk taker. I am a lover of books, activist, philanthropist, and most of all, a supporter of women in their dreams. If you stumble into our casa for the first time, welcome. If you've been here before, I'm so glad you're back. Grab your drink of choice, settle in, and make yourself at home. to the Casa de Confidence podcast. Hello. I'm Dan Collins. Hashtag handsome hot husband. And this is... Julie DeLuca Collins. The talent, according to you. (laughs) (laughs) Yesterday, we recorded for the Passionista uh, project. It is a conference that I have been... Um, selected and asked to speak at and I am so excited because it is the Passionistas Women's Equality Project it is a live conference of sorts of course you know we are in the era of, of coronavirus but it is going to be on August 21st which is a Friday through Sunday the 23rd and you can sign up online it is free the speakers I am just honored and I can't you know that that imposter syndrome is sort of like creeping in like oh my god who are you to be speaking with all these amazing women and then I'm like wait a minute I'm gonna own that I'm gonna speak because I really am passionate about what I'm speaking about and the Passionista Project is what it's all about, right? Ah, sorry, I dropped my phone. <laughs> the producer looks at me wow. wearily as I drop my phone and continue to make noise. That's okay. Thank you. That's hmm. life. That's life. And life is life. Life is life. Hey, um, you know, I've been drinking a lot of water. I've been drinking so, a Julie, lot of coffee. So, Julie, what are you drinking right now? Right now I'm drinking coffee, but... I think I need to go to the bathroom. What? I think I need to go to the bathroom. As soon as I hit record, you gotta go pee. Yeah, I know, but can you pause it a minute? I have to go. No, you gotta. Oh have my to, gosh! You gotta sit through it now. Wow, I'm gonna drink some well, warm water. Now. Remember when we were training? I know we talk about the Camino a lot. We were training for the Camino. We we're on the trail, not too far from our house. We were about a mile and a half out. <gasps> Don't talk about that. <laughs> that is a private moment. <laughs> What's not, wrong with you? Not to the animals that watched you poo <gasps> in the woods. Oh, my God! <laughs> How dare you? I'm so embarrassed. If you could just see my face right now, which you really can't. Oh, my oh. God. Okay, wait a minute. I have to... Okay. I'm not sure what was going on, but I was having a situation. And, well... It's actually a situation, and <laughs> <laughs> it was called early stage 
training. We were training no. early. No. And the, the, well, the thing is, bears. our bodies weren't used to that kind of movement and motion. So oh, we were training. Oh, my God. So stuff begins to happen. How did you decide you're going to talk about this? Uh, I, something you said. Listen, oh, by the s- way. You talked about having to take a break. Wait a minute. Or, can I just say? I used the word situation while I was visiting in Florida, and then Amelia started using it, and I was so <laughs> amused by it, and, and her parents mm. did not hear it right away. And then all of a sudden, when she did say it to, to my sister, wow. um, she just looked at me and looked at her, and it was so adorable that she's like, you know, we're having a situation. <laughs> <laughs> And she didn't know oh whether to laugh my. or kill me. And it was like, uh, finally, she kind of composed herself. And she said, Amelia, um, you can't use that. And she looked at me, and I was like, it's just a word. I mean, like, you're putting value on it. Anyhow. You're such a bad influence. That's why I'm an aunt. <laughs> Anyhow. Anyhow. Julie. Yes, I still have to go pee. Well... I'm thinking. Stop thinking and get on with it. Oh, okay. I was going to let you pee, but never mind. So who's our guest today? Okay. Our guest today is my friend Yolanda. And I recorded this interview. And I recorded it right before Mother's Day. And I wanted to release it. And then I thought, you know, I'm not going to release it yet. And mainly, the reason I didn't release it yet is because some of the stuff that we talked about, I don't know why I thought this, but I was mainly right. Which, by the way, I tend to be right a lot, but that's another story. Anyway. Unless she's having an argument with me, then. Oh, no, 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 no. Anyway, so (laughs) here's the thing. Um, Yolanda and I met, and this is how you're going to know that I was right. Yolanda and I met because we both belong to an organization that is mm, sort of evolve and change and it's not working under the same name, but it was called at the time the Education Industry Association. The Education Industry Association did a lot of work in Capitol Hill and nationally to really um, advocate for companies that worked in education and really helped us um, become in touch with the decision makers, not only at the local district level, but at the national level, and really educated us as educators and companies that worked in education in how to best practices and how to funding would work at a national level, and also how can we give feedback to the decision makers on Capitol Hill to create funding opportunities and really give them just uh, stories from the field. Uh, We also created a great network and partnerships and I love Yolanda because, and this is one of the beauties of the industry, right, of of the organization, that we had companies of all shapes and sizes. We had large multi-million dollar curriculum companies to small entrepreneurs were making a difference in the lives of kids every day in their communities and one of the things that Yolanda and I did is we just started hanging out we're roughly about the same age she is 
just so knowledgeable and she's a teacher a former teacher she started her business because she wanted to one be able to continue to make a difference in the lives of students but also wanted to create a life for herself where she had the ability to call the shots stay home be there for her daughters and she grew this amazing business together with her husband with the support of her husband and you'll hear her story the one thing that I really, really love about the conversation is that we really discuss, again, what has been going on with Corona, what are the things that are impacting families, students, and I held on the conversation because, one, we were wrapping the school year in May, and I felt that as we began the summer and into fall, I was afraid of being right, but we really are dealing with some of these things again, right? The uncertainty of going back to school, what is going on with how school is going to roll out. And it's going to be very different from district to school to parent to household. And here's one thing, and and this is the theme that I want you to take away from the conversation. First of all, no matter who you are, whether you're a teacher, whether you're a parent, whether you're a school district person, whoever you are, whatever you're doing, you're doing right. There's going to be a lot of uncertainty and your brain is going to tell you wrong, 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 something is wrong, emergency, because your brain and and that monkey mind is always trying to tell us that we're doing something wrong because we're out of our comfort zone and the things that are happening right now, the different ways that school is going to look like, whether you're homeschooling or whether you're sending your kids in or whether you're doing some sort of hybrid of it. Um, your mind is going to say wrong, wrong, emergency, keep me safe. And ultimately, you got to really just take a moment, take a breath and really be able to focus on the fact that this is okay. It's fine. And you're doing the best and don't allow your inner critic to tell you otherwise. So connect with this conversation, listen to this amazing woman, and listen to the story of how she's actually created a life for herself that she loves, how she is impacting others, and she is a great resource for you for to go in, and if you have any questions or if you want to connect with her, she's in the Philly area, but she is always willing to be a sounding board or give advice or be able to just uh, be a resource and she is an amazing resource over the years her and I have been able to have great conversations and encourage each other professionally and personally and it's a pleasure to have my friend the amazing Yolanda Fontanes Coleman so thank you again for being here I of so course. appreciate you and again you you um, inspired me because I guess two months ago you said you could do anything you could do fun and when my husband got me equipment for this podcast I'm like fine I'll do it I can do it yeah <laughs> and moving into new directions so okay. I um, I think that you are a phenomenal woman you have your own business you have been thriving you are a mom and an athlete as well I see your is that your peloton in the background that is that's our wonderful uh, tread we have yeah I have the, the bike in the basement it's oh a- you do okay so I do you're a hardcore Peloton person. Yeah, I only yeah. have a treadmill, but it's not a Peloton, but I love mine. So Yeah, no, it's great. And especially in times like this, we need it. It's uh, our saving grace, you know? 
I know, for sure. So tell me a little bit about who you are, Yolanda. Introduce yourself for, for the listeners. Okay, great. So I'm Yolanda Fondanis Coleman. I am the founder and CEO of Team Tutor. And we provide one-on-one personalized tutoring, enrichment, and test prep programs for students in grades K through 12. I am a mother of three and a wife to my college sweetheart. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And I've met your children and your husband for many years. You and I, we met through the Education Industry Association because I have been in in that industry for a long time. We met again because we would go to the summer conferences and just try to learn about the industry, about collaboration, different products and services and programs that we can either implement in our own organizations, but really uh, learn how to collaborate and work together with other people as well, because I think that that made the industry strong for sure, right? Absolutely. Yeah, no, it was a fabulous Summers, right? Because they always yep. took they, they took place in in July, I believe, right? Mm-hmm. So um, I don't know if we met in Miami. Did we meet in Miami or was it DC? Yeah. <clears throat> I, I think feel- I don't remember, but I know that I have these pictures of you would bring your children along, and they I, we I from the every year we'd see them getting older and older, and yeah. now I see them on Facebook, and I'm thinking, oh my goodness, I'm really old. Oh my they're gosh. they're getting older and beautiful and they're thriving and yeah it's crazy I know when I think yeah. we first took them I think the twins were probably ten, six right like, it's been like yeah. five, six years they were going to be sixteen yeah, yeah it's crazy oh that's how fast true yeah go. yeah wow. it's been years but yeah no I used to love those industry uh, those industry days it was great networking and mm-hmm. uh, great educational. Oh my gosh, right. the, the sessions were amazing. Yeah, they um, always did a great job and I loved them. I, it, it was a great industry. It was a great organization. I became involved with them in 2004. I spoke a couple of their conferences yeah. and um, when we were doing a lot of um, a lot of, uh, of support and lobbying for the education under No Child Left Behind, we they actually helped us go in and, and, and work with in Capitol Hill in mm-hmm. work with the staffers and the senators and congressmen that were in the education and workforce committee and really gave us a voice to be able to speak about what educational services were really doing to contribute to students, parents, and, and overall the achievement in, in, in education. And it's amazing to think that now under this period of time, the industry that supports schools is really so needed, right? Mm-hmm. You're, you, you are doing so much for parents and that, that it's so important. So, and for those of you who are listening, I don't know, 10 years from now, we're in the COVID of 2020, the That's COVID right. crisis. So COVID um, crisis is real. <laughs> it is real. So what is happening in your neck of the woods as far as uh, beginning to open up the city or tell so me a little bit about that. In the- we're still in the red zone. So, mm-hmm. and the governor, Governor Wolf just declared that we are still in shelter in place at least through June 4th. So he extended oh, it wow. again. Okay. Um, so it's not looking, um, it's not looking optimistic anytime soon that we're going to be opening up and back into the homes. Um, so we've pivoted and we're hundred percent online. Mm-hmm. So that's been going pretty well. Um, but for, 
businesses as a whole, I mean, we're feeling a lot of stress and a lot of frustration in terms of when we can slowly open up. Um, but, you know, we understand it's a, it's a major health crisis right now. So um, yeah. I, me personally, mm -hmm. we're just staying as patient as we possibly can until, you know, I, I have to trust that they're making the right decision for, right. for the world, for the community. I think that certainly nobody would have imagined. I didn't. I remember traveling in January and someone said, oh, you're not afraid of COVID. And I'm thinking like, it's in China. Yeah. Like, why am I worried going to Atlanta? And now yeah. I feel like such a fool, right? But I think that there's a lot of things that we don't know what we don't know. So. Yeah. And sometimes that's better. <laughs> and that sometimes that's better. But Team Tutor is an organization that you founded. Tell me a little bit about your business. Sure. So I started the company about 15 years ago. I was a classroom teacher in Philadelphia for 10 years. And towards the last few years of my teaching, I was craving for something more. I didn't know what that more was. I thought it was going to another grade level. And, and so, and I did a lot of that moving from kinder all the way up to third at some point in my career. Um, and then I got pregnant with my twins. And at that point I had to do some real deep soul searching very, very quickly. Cause you know, I needed to work, you know, right. I contributed to, to the household. So, um, when I had the twins, I, you know, you know, those, the sayings when you're, when you see your babies or your baby for the <laughs> first time, in my case, there were two, I knew in my heart, I could not leave them. I didn't, you know, and that was a big struggle because I loved teaching. I loved <laughs> being in the classroom. I, that was my life too, right? Those were my babies, right. those 32 kids in the classroom. Those were <laughs> my kids too. Um, but I, you know, had a few sit downs with my husband and I said, you know, we need to do something and I need to come up with a plan. Um, and so that's where Team Tutor was born. When my kids were napping, I was um, creating a plan to stay home. I love it. Um, I did a lot of research on what was out there in terms of tutoring and I decided I could do it better. Mm -hmm. And so that's where Team Tutor came. Um, I was training. The kids were about six months old, and I was running again. And I was doing team and training, which is kind of where team came a part of the name. Um, but I was running with my best friend at the time, and I said, "Listen, I have this crazy idea. And what are your what are your thoughts about this idea? The name of the company?" And that's essentially when it was born. It was on many runs. Um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, and so my vision was to be able to help as many kids as we possibly could in the Philadelphia and suburban region. Um, I experienced way too many struggling learners being pushed through to different mm -hmm. grades. And I knew that something had to be done, right? right? What was out there just wasn't a good fit. I wanted to create a program that fit to the student's needs, not that the student fit into a certain program. Right. And so that's what I created 15. It'll be 16 years in June. July. That's so awesome. I, I love the fact that you conceptualize this and you really said, okay, I'm, I'm doing something that I love, but I also want to love in these babies and be home for them. So you really started to map out for yourself a very, a, a very individual plan too, right? For your goals. And then you went about trying to figure out how to make your goals a reality. I think that a lot of times in goal setting, 
women tend to think that there's one straight path, but don't start to realize that they can think a little bit about outside the box. What are some of the first things that you did to think outside the box and getting your business together? Well, being thinking outside the box, um, I, I think just the mere fact that the business was created during naps and nighttime, right? <laughs> and I was like, I'm going to be the CEO and I'm going to raise twins. And everyone's like, you are crazy. That's just not going to happen. Right. Um, but I did it. Um, and yeah. actually in the beginning stages, because I was not only a teacher and starting mm -hmm. the business, I was also a fitness instructor at the time. And so mommy and me fitness was huge, right? There was a right. company, I forget the name of it, a baby, baby boot camp, I think it was. Yeah. And so I started teaching those classes and I had an opportunity. I think it was about three to four years in, I had an opportunity to be a manager in a district mm -hmm. area, regional, uh, basically take over the business right. for that region for that company. And I had to sit down with my husband and he says, you can't raise twins and run two separate companies. It's not going to happen. It's, mm. you, you can't do it well. Right. And, um, and my background or my, uh, character, if you will, I'm very strong. Right. So I'm like, you're not going to tell me I can't do it all. Right. Right. But I, you know, really kind of sitting back and thinking, you know, you're not, you're something's going to suffer and it's not mm -hmm. going to be my children. Right. And it's not going to be the one business I created from scratch. And I decided to let the other go. And I right. said, I could teach it, but I, I will not run it. Mm -hmm. And eventually, eventually time took over where even teaching classes, because I was teaching at a couple gyms, that started to dwindle because mm -hmm. I needed to really focus. Um, and so that's kind of, I don't know I, if I answered the question. No, absolutely. You did. And I think that um, you hit on a point that I think is is definitely uh, weaving through a lot of these interviews that I'm having that we tend to hear that, oh, do this, do this. And we see these pictures as we're scrolling through our feeds that show the perfect mom all perfectly uh, appareled, right? And then they are creating these wonderful picture-worthy meals that they're serving to their adorable little kids, right? And the reality is that I, I don't have kids, but certainly... I'm not wearing my most perfect outfit a lot of times, right? But we tend to perpetuate these, um, these things. And, and, and I love, you know, how you said that you realized that you couldn't do it all. And then you had to really make the choice of what were the things that you needed to prioritize and what were the things that you needed to let go of. I think that as we're going toward the dreams and, and the goals that we have, it's important to figure out how we're going to get there. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that I'm putting together a course on goal setting for this organization. And one of the things that I, I really have learned for myself and in and, and, and what I do in my career and really in working with women in leadership, I think that you, you may have a goal and you can have all these great ideas, right? Or like, how am I going to get to the goal? Like if you're writing a book, I'm going to take a class on how to do this. I'm going to research on that. I'm going to do this and blah, you come up with like a hundred million things that is going to help you write your book. But guess what? Right. Or, or getting that book published. It's going to require three things. You need to 
write it, you need to get an agent, and then you need to send it out to publishing houses. That's it. Everything else, you got to let go of all the extra stuff. And and when you're going toward goals, I think that that's very important. What has made you successful in in your career and in your blending motherhood and your career? Because it's, again, it's not a balance, but it's a blend. Yeah. You know, I think what, which something we just kind of touched on, which made me is prioritizing and knowing that you can have everything, but just not at the same time. Mm-hmm. Right. And understanding boundaries have been really huge for, for my success in both as a mom and um, as a business owner, I, I'm very clear on what's important. Right. And, you know, my family time, there's no, you're not, Mm. that's family time. It's dedicated time. Right. And then when there's working time, it's working time. And even my kids know it. My kids have been used to me working from home and working since they were a baby. So they don't know any different. Even when they were like four, if the doors close, you're not coming in. Right. And I really think that kids, it just, for humans, right. Mm -hmm. Understanding you're, you're trying, I'm a giver but I'm not a a giver to the detriment of something like for my soul. Like, of course, with kids, you're, you're, you're constantly giving and things of that nature. But if mommy, like right now we have this, you know, we're having this great conversation. My kids know, do not, do not disturb me. They know that that's a boundary. Right. And I think Mm -hmm. that's really important even for them. You know, it shows them respect. It shows them strength. um, Right. And it shows them that, you know, this is important for me. So it's also important for you. Right. Um, so I, I, I think it's a lot of things. I think it's, you know, I don't think it's just one thing that gets you to where you are successfully. I think right. it's, you know, your strength, your confidence, you know, setting boundaries, being clear minded with your goals and clarity. Right. Um, There's such a misconception. And, and I think that for many years and prior to the organization that I was with, Uh, for the past 12 years, but in my old organization, I really thought, okay, I can do it all, but I can also multitask. And that is such a ridiculous idea, right? Even with the way that our brain is wired in the idea of what you're saying, right? You, when you're doing something, you're really focused in it. I, I, that's a great lesson that for me in the past uh, 10 years, I definitely have adopted. And I definitely have realized that, okay, when I'm working and working from home, and most people now have experienced what working from home is, and they're trying to sort of kind of navigate it and figure it out. But you have to really be able to create the things that set you up for success. Like if your door is closed, and that means that it's working time. I have a sign on my door that says uh, no drinking Oh, well, what is it? Wait a minute. I have to go look at it now. It says no, no working during drinking hours. That's what it is. And, (laughs) and, and and I realized that, and, and the reason I put it in the door to my office is because the office, I didn't want it to be a place where I also sat and read a book where I actually, you know, putts around or whatever, but that was a place where I needed to go and be productive. Yeah. And the rest of my house is a place where all the fun happens. And uh, so that that's very important. Now, how would you recommend to a parent that they are able to navigate some of the challenges that they're, you're seeing that they're having to navigate with teaching their kids at home and also maybe working full time? What would you say to those parents? Yeah, you know, it's it, one, it's hard. 
you know, it, it's hard. We're all experiencing it. The challenge is real. Um, be a little forgiving to yourself because I think the expectation is so high. They're putting such a high expectation on what they should be doing for their kids. And that's mm -hmm. understandable. Right. But allow, you know, be realistic, right? A lot of these parents, they're mm -hmm. not teachers and, and there's a training behind teaching, right? <laughs> right. You, you have to appreciate that. Um, you know, I think simple things like setting a schedule, you know, whether it's like for me personally, you know, I'm still running my business and I still have to help my children. So I wake up where I used to wake up at six in the morning to run. I wake up at six in the morning to start my work day. So right. I, I get a few hours of work in. So create a schedule that you, that you're successful and that they're successful. And right. then I may take instead of, I never really take a lunch, but now I'm taking somewhat of a lunch, but it's not for lunch. It's to work with my child. Right. right? So I may be working from six to 10. And then I take a break from 10 to 11 where I'm giving my mm -hmm. kids some attention. Then I'm going back to work and then going back to, to homeschooling. So I think it's creating a schedule that works for the family, um, setting expectations and mm -hmm. clear expectations. And so, and sharing that with your kids, you know, like you can't come in and interrupt mommy while we're working. You're going to have to park, you know, put that on a parking right. lot, write mm -hmm. a note. You know, I need to ask mommy these questions. Oh, I love that. I love the, the concept of a parking lot. We see that in the business world when we're at conferences, that if someone is giving a speech and then, hey, if you have a question, put it in the parking lot, grab a post it and put it up there. And I think that that's a great concept to really incorporate as you're sitting home with your kids, right? And, and it's still giving them a voice to be able to prioritize that they have something important to say, but you're saying, hey, I'm going to get to it when I, I have an opportunity right now. This is what I'm, I'm, I'm focused on so yeah. and, that's, that. and that's hard for kids especially the younger kids to hold that ah. thought so I've told parents have them put a sticky on the door yeah and then they have their phones or they have technology and they can voice memo what they want to say right so if they forget and holding that information is difficult for them they could just press play and they and you can hear what it is that they need to say so I mean there's a ton of different things that and strategies and tips that I've given parents in terms of how to balance um, homeschooling uh -huh. and working from home but those were probably our top two favorites that we like to share with our family. Yeah, I love that. I know that I've heard a lot from friends that have kids that they and, and again we're we're all well not me obviously because I'm not teaching my dogs necessarily but I've I've been through a little bit of um what a parent is going through in the sense that I get a lot of calls from friends family who are navigating this sometimes I'm hearing oh my gosh my kid is not doing anything they're not they're not getting anything what should we be doing or is there something more and then I'm getting the calls that say my kid's in kindergarten and he is spending eight hours a day doing work. What do you think is, should be a, a doable work schedule? Like if the kid, what would you say to the parent that they're not getting a lot of stuff to do? Or what would you say to the parent that maybe, wow, their kid is spending their majority of their day and they're, they're fed up with, and, and, and they, the kid is not motivated to do some of the academics because there's so much of it. Sure. So in speaking to that child, the one who's getting way too much work in terms of, and they're losing motivation, that's something that I really think that you should address with the teacher. Mm -hmm. The last thing we want for a child, especially in an environment that we're in right now, is for kids to lose motivation to learn. <clears throat> so I think it's really important that you, you let the teacher know um, and, and create a modified plan that's going to work for the child. 
Um, I don't think kids should be in front of the computer for eight hours a day or six hours a day doing work. It's, it's unproductive. Kids are going to zone out. Think about yourself as an adult. I zone out sometimes. It's just not healthy. Um, for the child who's not getting enough, and I've encountered this with my one daughter, you know, um, she breezes through her work. She's done within an hour and a half, not even. She's done at 10 o'clock. Mm -hmm. Mom, I'm done. Okay, so we have, to, we have to figure something out. So what we've done is we've created um, project-based activities for her to do Love um, it. during the week. So mm -hmm. one week, she, she loves photography, right? So she had a project where we watched the video on different photography styles and she just had to pick one and she would just go around the house and take pictures. And then she'd have a compilation of photos that she had. So at the end of my day, I'd look at it with her and we'd go through it, right? Mm -hmm. And so, and then she was the one week, she's like, mom, I really like makeup. Great, guess what you're gonna do? So one day it's gonna be like, you know, fancy makeup mm -hmm. or whatever, or like a real dark look or something. And so it's really just finding the interest of your child and mm. targeting and creating a plan. And we do that, that's what our, our enrichment program is, is creating a curriculum that's based <laughs> around the child's interests and um, finding something that works and weaving in academics in there. You know, right. so like for one student, we did a kid who loves gaming, right? And so I said, well, mm -hmm. what we're gonna do is we're gonna create a curriculum that's focusing on the very thing that you may want him not to do, right? right. And so it was compare and contrast, talking about different games that he likes to mm -hmm. do and, and looking at reviews of the games. And right. so it's really finding what moves and motivates the mm -hmm. child and create a plan surrounding that. And I think really as adults, yeah. As adults, we we tend to forget that we are still learning. We are still uh, evolving and focusing on different things. And for instance, we learned how to use a certain program by using it. We we do project based learning all the time yes. when uh, we 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 are incorporating a new skill into into our days. And I think that this is one of the things that I've definitely have shared with a lot of parents that I've spoken to. Your home is a classroom. And just because they're not in a regular school classroom doesn't mean that the kids are not going to have an opportunity to learn. Just because you're not getting a list of assignments or maybe the Zoom call crashed or whatever, your kid still has an opportunity to be able to focus. And I love some of the ideas that, that you gave because I think that um, we need to start looking at things very differently. I, um, I, I know that, for instance, my, my niece the other day, and, and we've done this throw out. I mean, she's six now, but we've done this forever. But the other day, she didn't really want to do her math. So we play Yahtzee. And guess what? So how many sixes is that, Amelia? Yeah. If you if you get two sixes, oh, I got five fours. What is that number, right? And in the evolution of the nine weeks that we've been <laughs> at home, she definitely, her math skills have improved. And, and it's not just because of that, but the different activities, cooking at home, making, making different things and activities, just uh, an extension of the skills. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Now, what are you, you evolved, you pivoted your, your business because your business model and, and what you do and how you support parents. And I think that this is such a great way of supporting them is you provide tutoring in the home. Uh, now you've had to pivot that. You mentioned that you are online. Tell me a little bit of what you're doing to create and, and to provide the services to, to your parents and students now. 
Yeah, so our primary model was going in the home or in the schools and that, you know, face-to-face mm-hmm. -face interaction. And now we are 100% online. And we have provided online tutoring pr uh, prior to a lot of um, cyber schools that we partner with. But now we are all of our teachers. We have about mm -hmm. 65 teachers and they all are 100% online. And we have been, you know, it's funny because we, you know, we talk uh, a little bit about um, wanting to do a lot of different things, right? And not being right. able to do it. And I've always wanted to create resources for families. And that is something that we're doing now is taking the time to just really increase whether it's the blogging or just the mm -hmm. internal resources to, for our families and our tutors. So really honing in on those um, strengths and, and creating a lot more trainings for our teachers so they are confident in what they're doing. Um, mm -hmm. Because for a lot of our teachers, you know, they're just in person and, and, and virtual tutoring is new for them. Right. So, you know, we've um, just instilled and implemented rather a, a ton of trainings for our teachers so they can be super confident in this new world um, that we're living in and the new model that we've, that we now have right. to implement. I think that um, uh, I've seen that a lot of my teacher friends also were having to contend with stepping out of their comfort zone and they've done that so beautifully, but definitely is uh, so needed. So I love the fact that you're creating that content and support system for teachers because there are so many different resources out there, but it's easy if you, if someone says, Hey, here's something for you rather than having to go out and look for it. Yeah. And so. we're doing live trainings for them too. Oh, and that's, that's great. Yeah. It, it's been huge. I mean, my staff has been really, really thankful for it. Um, and, and we're doing the same for the families too. Mm -hmm. So if parents, you know, it's a learning curve for them too. Of course. Right. And so just being able to empower them and, and give them tools and tips to really make these sessions the most effective for the student. Um, so but, if somebody wanted, wanted to avail themselves of some of these trainings, do they need to be a teacher for you or do they need to be a parent for you? Or do you have any plans of maybe uh, expanding and opening this up to, to the public? Yeah. So that's, that's, funny you asked we're in we're in the process of doing something secret right now <gasps> i love uh, secrets <laughs> we're gonna have to talk online offline yeah. no it's really cool um oh, so awesome right, right now the the trainings are for the teachers that mm -hmm. work for us Good. um but we are opening up the parent webinars and trainings for for the for the public that's terrific. That's so Still great. Still in the works, so. Yeah. I love it. And I'm going to make sure that I get the word out to everyone because I think that uh, I know you and, and you have very high quality standards and you're a, de a dedicated educator. So I think that any content that you put out uh, is definitely going to be able to support and, and uh, provide a lot of value to, to parents you. for sure. Hey, friend. Can you believe it's been a year since I got certified as a yoga teacher and mindfulness practitioner? I can't believe it either. My goal is to continue to help you and myself handle and incorporate mindfulness and meditation into our daily habits. If you are tired of being stressed out, frustrated, unable to stop negative thinking, and ready to live fully aware, awake, and alive, I invite you to join me for 21 days of mindfulness. I've created the Peaceful You course to help us do this together. All you have to do is grab the workbook and go to goconfidentlycoaching.com, hit the resource tab, and click on Peace For You. I will send you the workbook, 
and I will send you each day a lesson and the meditation that goes along with the lesson. I will also be hosting three live calls where we can chat, get together, I will answer your questions, and we can grow together as being mindful, peaceful, and going confidently. This is a class I'm not going to miss, and I'm going to go to goconfidentlycoaching.com, go to the resources tab, look at Peaceful You, or I'm just going to go to the podcast page and click the link there. Perfect. So in addition to being a great mom and educator and business owner, you're an athlete. <laughs> so I, listen, I, I, athletes at this age. <laughs> we are always going to be athletes no matter what we do, right? You are a runner and many, and during the conferences that we attended, you would always be first, I'd be going to go get my first cup of coffee and you'd be coming back from a run. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So I, uh, I love seeing that and I've seen you evolve. Tell me a little bit about what your favorite activities are and, and how, do you, how do you keep active? Yeah. So um, like you said, I've been a runner all my life. Um, I played uh, college ball years, many, many years ago. So running kind of filled that void of, of missing uh, playing basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, three years ago, I, I had fallen and broken my leg. So that right. really changed running for me. It, it, I love to run. I still run. Um, but I've Peloton has kind of slipped in there and, and taken right. some of that uh, joy from running Not an ad, away but if Peloton wants to sponsor um, so I, the I podcast. I ride the Peloton, yep. um, still run. I do yoga and some strength. Um, so that's been fun. And then now that my kids are older and they're really into working out, they all play basketball. My younger Uh one still plays soccer. We get to, especially now because they don't have any practices, it's been fun. Like I've been doing, um, some strength challenges with my older daughter. That's awesome. My younger. So it's really, really cool to just, uh, have those moments with my kids. What would you say to the woman that maybe it hasn't been an athlete or involved in any type of fitness routine? What would you say to them about being motivated and getting started? Well, I think getting started, right? That, that initiation is the toughest part, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I would say find something that you enjoy, whether it's, if you like to be outside, get your sneakers on and just go for a walk and start with like five, 10 minutes, right? And then just build on that. And just like with any type of new endeavor, write it down, write it down, promise, you know, make a promise to yourself. I'm going to go for a walk three days a week for five minutes. And then the next week, increase it a little, I'm going to do 10 minutes and just making that part of your, um, habit and your Mm -hmm. schedule. It then, it then becomes part of your life. Right. Right. So So I've been doing this. I've been, you know, Sports has been part of my life since I was in the second grade, I think, or maybe even first grade, right? So it's always <laughs> been a part of who I am, but it's not, that's not the reality for everyone. So I just start right. off slow and, you know, what I'm doing is not going to be the same thing that you're doing and don't compare. Women tend to compare. And I don't, compare and despair. I, and I, I, Why I do we do that? I, I, yeah, I don't do, you know. So you just, you know, you just have to know what, what works for you, right? If Mm -hmm. running is not your thing, don't start, don't run, you know, walk or maybe ride the bike or, you know, whatever, find the joy and then Mm. just put it into your schedule. Yeah, that's such great advice. I love that. I think that find the joy and find the things that just 
get you going, right? And I think not being hard on yourself if for whatever reason you're not an athlete after doing it twice, right? Just continuing to be consistent is so key. Yeah. Uh, consistency pays. Someone once told me that drops in a bucket fill the bucket the same way that a, you know, a, a, an open faucet, right? Drops in yeah. a bucket just takes a little longer, but the more that you do it, the more that it fills the bucket. So. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Now, what are your your most um, your your newest goals? What are some things that you're shooting for? In addition to just pivoting in your business, but overall, what's next for you? In life, or just life, or fitness? Ed, what's going on? I I think for me is finding more finding more downtime. Mm -hmm. So this like COVID nineteen has forced me. I have been throwing myself at work without a doubt. And I do find times to, to, to relax and be with my kids. But I, you know, I, I think entrepreneurs are wired very similarly, right? For type right. A personalities, we're like yep. all or nothing. I go work out and I'm like, dude, I'm giving this all I got. Right. And sometimes that mentality, I told my sister, I'm like, <laughs> sometimes I exhaust myself. You right. know, like, I'm so hardcore with everything I do. And so what I'm trying to do is just find more downtime because mm-hmm. that really fuels my spirit and it allows me to regenerate, like rejuvenate and mm-hmm. reset and then yeah. be able to push hard again. So for me, it's, you know, I, I honestly want to continue to grow the business that I created 16 mm-hmm. years ago. Um, allow myself a lifestyle that I can be available for my kids. That's always been our priority. I don't want to miss a game. I don't want to miss, I want to be there for them, but allow me some downtime to enjoy Mm -hmm. the flexibility or the life that we're creating. Right. I I think downtime is something that everybody takes for granted. And even though we're tend to be home right now, or even, you know, during this crisis, people think I'm home, I'm having downtime. But I think that downtime means, you know, turn off the television, right? Or maybe take a take an opportunity to just yesterday, speaking of um, type A, I have been, uh, I I think I'm going to say it, because that's the only way that's the only phrase that really will, um, will cover its balls to the wall, right? I've been yeah. doing a lot of things. I've been just yeah. doing the thing yeah. and got to get it done. So our our producer, it's going to be annoyed I said that, but who cares? Anyhow, I, um, I decided, you know what? It's so beautiful outside. I'm going to go and sit outside and I'm going to take a cup of tea and sit and enjoy the sun. And that's basically what I did for an hour. I did nothing but watch the dogs run around. I did not have a book. I did not have a training. I did not have a video. I did not scroll social media, but I just let the sun shine in my face. And it was an hour and it was a long time, but it was so nurturing. And I think that we need to try to find, even if it's a 10 minutes, right? Walk away, do do your thing and, and replenish your soul because that's so important if we're going to continue to be, keep going in any direction that we're going, right? Yeah, yeah. We so. need the reset button and we need we to remember need that. I don't put that in my calendar. Not Like today, my workout mm-hmm. was a reset. I did an easy mm-hmm. walk. I, I, I stretched and I did a little core and I was like, wow, that was so refreshing. Right. Because like, you need a reset in every mm-hmm. aspect, you know, like shut it Absolutely. down. Absolutely. And you're only going to do, you're going to perform better in whatever it is that you're working on. 
Yeah. So it's funny. I have, um, I have a trainer who I haven't seen in months now and I miss him so much, but he really gives me these like really intense workouts and then maybe I'll hit another class or I'll, I'll do, um, a, a, a hardcore yoga. But on Sundays, my yoga studio, um, offered a reset class or, or, oh, I can't even think, um, restorative yoga, restorative yoga. And yes. it is the most magical hour because you're just laying in certain restorative poses and yes. you have this wonderful music going and they use a little bit of oils, the massager temples yeah. as you're there. And I miss that so much. So. I do too. They have that at my gym and Aww. I, and I'll be honest, that's the first thing that I let go and I, <laughs> and I do it with the Peloton. But now that you're saying it, maybe I'll give myself that treat on Mother's Day. Ooh, look at you. Yeah. So now what are you guys doing for Mother's Day? Obviously staying Obviously indoors, but. Indoors. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I, they typically give me breakfast in bed, which Ooh, is nice. Very nice. Um, and you know, like I said, I'm, I don't ever let myself stay in pajamas all day. I, I don't know the last time I did that. It's crazy. I get yep. up and it's like I get my workout clothes on or after work or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I may get it, stay in lounge gear all day long. And, Ooh, I like it. You know, I want to be catered to and read a book and just put perfect. My that nice. sounds yeah. good. That sounds good. Actually, there's a a little uh, bakery that is near me and I've, I've been meeting my girlfriend for coffee in the mornings once a week since it's all started. And so I get their emails and, and this morning they were advertising that for mother's day, they actually had baked a sangria cake and this thing looked gorgeous. And I'm thinking, oh, I'm not a mom, but I may need this cake in my life. And my husband went to get breakfast there for us today. And I thought, ah, oh, we can't just buy a cake for our house. But yeah, it's funny. Yeah. It's it's like, I, I don't <laughs> really like fine. cake. I see. I don't like cake, but then it's like, Oh, that sounds good. It looks good. It sound good. Oh it's, yeah. My oh, kids. Yeah. So cake, a good cake is good. Like it's not my favorite thing to eat, mm-hmm. but there's a bakery near us and Oh, I, I can't say no to it. It's yeah. Good cake is good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm going to have to send you a picture of this cake because it looked gorgeous. Oh yeah. It's like, oh. wow. Oh, that's it. And it, it, it really like hmm, gets me thinking, have yeah. you been doing any type of cooking or baking at home? Well, yeah, home? so, so cooking, we're cooking more and it's funny. Mm-hmm. So every now and then, like yesterday was a day that my husband, I looked at him and I'm like, I've said it like four times. I'm like, do you want to grill? Cause I don't grill. He grills. Right. No, I don't want to grow. I don't want to grow. And I was like, Oh my God. And I just did a really long workout and I was like tired and cranky. And I said, Sure, you don't want to grill, and he's like, "Okay, I get it. You want me to cook?" I'm like, "Yes, <laughs> yes. How so, about you that? know, I've been, we've been cooking. I mean, I've been cooking. Um, so the days that I don't have to cook is nice. And my kids have been baking. Like they love mm-hmm. to bake, and I'll bake with my daughters. But uh-huh. um, that's their thing. They and I'll cook, and they'll bake. Okay. So yes, we've been doing a lot of that. Awesome. Uh, yeah, we've been doing a lot of cooking, and a lot. I've been doing more. Ba- I like baking. I just don't do it a lot because it's only the two of us. Yeah. But uh, I've I've had some interesting experiments in the last week for sure. So, oh, but I'm going to leave it to the professionals. I I need to leave it to the professionals. Yeah, um, yeah. I hear you on that. How do you navigate? Um, your husband is very supportive of your business. He works with you. Tell yeah. me, how do you navigate that? 
working together? Yes. <laughs> oh, this is a fun topic. So luckily we're in two, we keep our departments pretty separate, right? I like so it. He's, he takes care of all the finance and, and that's mm -hmm. not an area I, I enjoy. I'll be really honest. That's mm -hmm. just not my thing. And I'm on the front end in terms of consulting with parents and, and I'm the visionary of the company and, and things of that nature and teacher training. Um, we, we have boundaries, you know, we're both mm -hmm. very passionate people. Right. And so we may have very passionate conversations, you know? Oh, I've been in those kind of passionate conversations. <laughs> so, you know, it's good though, because he, you know, he'll say, this is, he'll say, this is, you know, it's our business, but he'll say, this right. is your thing. This is your passion, right? He's a, he coaches basketball, right? And mm -hmm. I say, that's his thing, but it's really our thing. Right. Um, and he knows when he just, it's funny. Like he doesn't interject a lot because he's like, he respects what I say. Right. Mm. And he does challenge at times when he needs to, but we set these boundaries that aren't very defined. Right. So right. his department, that's his bound. Like that's his, he knows it. Right. Right. And I trust him and he does the same thing for us. So there's a lot of communication and just like a lot of mm -hmm. underlining respect that really helps right. us. Right. Um, and it, it makes it work for us. And we, we're aligned in terms of what we want for our family, right? So right. it's important for us to be really um, part of our girls' lives. And he yeah. wants to be there at every game like I want to be there. So we work our tail off to make this business work. And we're both passionate. I mean, he coaches and I teach. Like, so we're passionate about helping kids. Right. So, you know, for us, it's just who we are. Mm -hmm. And so we don't have any other option but to make it work. I know that's probably not. No, I, I think that you're right. I think that there's there's core competencies that you need to stick to. I think, again, what I said, right? Do what you do best, delegate the rest. But I think that also if you are working with someone, if, if you know that you have a partner in life or in business, it's very important to have that trust and, and be, you know, be open to the idea that they have the best uh, in mind and that they're yeah. going to do their best. And we need to trust that. I, I love that. I think that in the past uh, few weeks of working and, and getting this off the ground and doing my, my own consulting and whatnot, Dan has been very supportive, but there's things that he's much better at, right? I'm yeah. the big picture. He's the, okay, if you're going to create this castle, you're going to need a foundation. You're going to need this. And it's like, as, as a big picture thinker, a lot of times you're just like, just build it. Right. Yeah. Whereas yeah. he's like, slow down, you need yeah. to whatever. And, and so that's been really good and for sure. Yeah, it is. There'll be things that I'm like, Oh, I want to run this service. It's great. And he'll go, really? We did that about two years ago and it did mm -hmm. not take off. I'm like, Oh, but I love it. He goes, okay. You may be passionate right. about it as a teacher, but right. look at the numbers. So right. it, it is, it's that balance and it, you know, right. he's strong here and I'm strong here and it makes a really good fit. Right. Um, who inspires you? So I'd say my mom. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, she, that's so she, great. yeah. I mean, it's as simple as it can be, right? It's mama. You know, she, my mom and dad had this amazing marriage, just amazing. And, and really were dedicated to the five kids that they had. Right. Mm -hmm. and, and to the day of my dad's death, like 
she was just so dedicated to him and he to her. And she's just this passionate spiritual woman who has this amazing strength that I look to, you know, that there was never, there's never a doubt that something is not going to work. She never, right. my mom never had that. Like I never, I did not grow up with a mom that was like, Oh, look at my body. None of that. None That's of that. Great. She was just this confident, amazing, strong woman who, you know, raising her kids, uh, was a seamstress, you know, growing up, making sure dinner was on the table, making sure that, you know, my dad, how would he need, like, she was amazing. Like I, mm -hmm. I didn't know any different. And so for right. me, like people ask, like, how did you start a business? I'm like, how do you not? How do you not? Yeah, absolutely. I, I didn't know that all these worries and, and insecurities, like my mom never showed that to me. Right. Right. So she, it's just like this fierce, amazing woman that, you know, if we, if I was like, if it was like that time of the month and I'm like curled over in pain, she's like, you're strong. You got, I, I was like, okay, I'm really in pain, but right. I'm strong. Like she was, she, even to this day, she's home alone during COVID-19. Mm -hmm. She will not let anyone in the house. Right. Cause she's right. scared. She's high risk. She's an older lady. She's right. very healthy. And I'll say to her, I'm like, mom, are you nerve? Like, aren't you lonely? She, and she's extremely spiritual. And mm -hmm. she'll say, no, I'm in prayer every morning. I, you know, I speak to you guys. I'm fine. And she's right. helping us. And it's like, even now yeah. she makes, even as adults, she's making sure that we're okay. Right. And never, <clears throat> and it's the most amazing and the most awe-inspiring human being I've ever met. Yeah, I, I think that spirituality and, and a deep faith is such a such a strong quality. It's, and, and you know, my mom is is the same way. I, I I know that you know she's going through this. She's also at an age that it's a uh, it's obviously at risk. But the one thing that I know and and that uh, brings me a lot of comfort is that no matter where I am, what I'm doing, and what's going on in my life, she's she's in prayer and in my corner, right? And yeah. she's uh, putting out those good words for me <laughs> yeah. on my behalf to God. But I love that your mom inspires you, and I think that um, having that role model is very important because you you replicate and you become what you have been able to see and i think that in our society right now right the the careers in technology and careers in in um in sciences are not filled by women mostly because we haven't seen strong role models in there and i'm hoping that we begin to change that narrative but also you know just keep going, keep doing it, be strong. And, and having that message and having someone kind of role model that for you has created the person that you are and knowing you and, and I, and the things that I see you do, I, I know that you're also doing that for your daughters. And I think yeah. that that's such a great perpetuation of strength and, and, and of womanhood. So I, I love it. Now, what would you say to the woman that for instance, didn't have a role model or didn't have a support system that created that, uh, that knowledge that the what it took to do do something was inside them. What would you say to that woman? You know, I think the first thing is believing in yourself, right? Mm -hmm. um, writing down what are your strengths. Because sometimes when you're really in a negative space, you can kind of open up and say, you know what, I'm really good at this. I'm really good at this. And being able to kind of draw back, you know, because sometimes you get right. lost. I also think finding a network 
whether, yes. you know, uh, of, of friends, of family that support you and that believe mm-hmm. in you. Um, right. Because we all have moments of weakness and we have to kind of draw in and someone to pull you back out. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I think, <clears throat> I think believing in yourself, creating a network um, of support is huge. And just, I don't know. I think those two I think, I think those are... Yeah, I think right? a support system um, surrounding yourself with the right, um, um, you know, the right people that believe in you or, or um, I, I think I said it on another podcast, but it really, this has been a message that has been, it's been resonating for me is if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. Absolutely. 100%. And if, and if you, and, and you are, you are the sum of the five people that you spend the most time with. And obviously a lot of us are spending, I'm spending a lot of time with dogs. So I'm hoping yeah. I'm not a dog right now, but, but certainly having conversations with smart women and, and just spending time listening to what other people are doing and how they're navigating. Some of the things are very key. Find your, find your people, find, find the people that are going to love you and support you no matter who you are and where you are in life, because you will find them. You just need to look and they could be right next to you. Right. Yeah. And I think those people are different for different purposes. Right. Right. So I have my, my core people that I need to go to, to my workouts. Right. Mm -hmm. Like that, that, that kill it much more than I do. Right. Right. Or my entrepreneur friends who are just Mm -hmm. much more successful than I am. Right. And then my mommy friends who I aspire to be like, you know, right. Right. Or, um, have similarity or has similar, um, values as I do. Um, so those people could be different and, and knowing that is important too. Right. And, and I think that you made such a great point there you know, not everyone, you can have multiple circles. Not everyone can fit every single need in your life. And it's okay to say, Hey, I am an athlete just like, or, or I have my friends that we do a lot of volunteering with. I have my friends from church or I, and I like bring them all together because that's just who I am. Yeah. But I also, I have the friends that we go out and do some hardcore fun partying with, right? Yeah. We get into mischief and adventures. So those yeah. are great things. This has been such a fun conversation. I love talking to you. Well, we could probably talk another hour, but I want to be sensitive that you've got a commitment today. <laughs> Yes, yes, no, and it's a uh, she's eleven years old. <laughs> I love it. It's perfect. Uh, yeah, but this has been a great conversation. If any of the listeners want to reach out to you and maybe they want to take advantage of getting some extra help for their kids in while you know they're home, and would you be able to provide them? And and where would they reach out to you? Sure, they can um, hop on onto our website, which is uh, www.teamtutor.com or they can reach out to us um, at info at teamtutor.com. Perfect. And then what yeah. we'll do is I'll put the information on the show notes as well. I think that you have an excellent blog. I've read it in the past. I think that you're providing a lot of really uh, good and content and information for parents and for educators. Educators, if you also want to partner with Yolanda, maybe Yolanda can provide some services as well. You should reach out to her. You never know what kind of collaborations can come of this, but I highly recommend her. She is an educator at heart. She also has uh, the perspective of a mom and knows how to be able to support the community and, and students and educators overall. So 
Thank, thank you, you thank for you. your time. Awesome. I am excited. Well, thank you again and go confidently and do something fun. Have a happy Mother's Day. Thank you so much. You enjoy the weekend too. You're, you're a mama too. Thank you. That was Yolanda Fontanez Coleman. Had a little education there, a little Peloton there, a little relationship advice, little husband, wife, badass teamery. A lot of good stuff there. Okay, good looking. What, what you she got, got cooking? How about cooking something up with me? Not sure why I have that song in my brain. Okay, I'm sorry. Yolanda. She was amazing. I love that conversation. So the the funny thing is the reason that song's in your head because I was just singing it. And, and it was kind of funny. I don't know why. But she, Yolanda was talking about um, having the support of her husband and them working together mm -hmm. and passion yep. conversations and all that Here stuff. Here we are. You know, singing about us cooking in the kitchen. Yeah. Good looking. Good looking cooking. <laughs> so, anyway. Although we haven't been really well, cooking is... a lot together because I will say you are, um, you have a different eating lifestyle than I do. And for once in our marriage, your style is not better. It's not different. It's just different. I am a vegemaniac. A vegemaniac? Sorry, that's a play on the anim in for all those 90s childs. That's a play on the Animaniacs theme. You are your sister, a... your sister would really love that I, one. I used to love that show. I used to watch it. <laughs> were you what? Pinky or the Brain? Oh, you know I am always the Brain. Actually, my sister Vicky would appreciate this. We are Pinky, pinky and the Brain. Pinky and the Brain. With Pinky, pinky and the, the brain. brain. Okay, does that make you Pinky now? Vicky may not like it that you're Pinky because I'm still the brain. Pinky's the, you know, the, you know, the free spirit. You're saying I'm the free spirit of this relationship? You? Yeah, yeah you're the free spirit. I'll be the brain. Oh, my gosh. Hmm. <laughs> the feminist in me is anyway, hesitant. But look, let's so go back to the was, cooking together. We I have not going. cooked together in oh. a while. We haven't, haven't cooked together, no, because you're doing your own situation. I think situation. we've been cooking together quite a bit. We have? In the studio. Oh, in the studio. Okay. <laughs> so Julie and I, you know, working um, on the podcast and mm -hmm. actually working on her her business. Go Confidently Coaching Services. And Dan is the Chief Operating Officer for the company. And <laughs> I am now titled. <laughs> you are titled. But the, you, you operate things. I just dream them. I'm a smooth operator. Okay, let's get back to the interview. I'm sorry. I She's killing me today. Anyway, we were talking about... Um, Working together. Working together. Mm -hmm. And I, I think I've learned quite a bit about Julie and and learned about myself for us working working together uh, these last couple months. And uh, hmm. yeah, it's been great. It's been great, except we definitely have to learn to speak to each other in a way in which we can clearly communicate. Yeah, we have a big picture person, Julie. And we have a detail-oriented person, Dan. Mm -hmm. and, and details drive her nuts. 
and big pictures and ambiguity him. ambiguity <laughs> drives me insane <laughs> i can be detail oriented i just don't enjoy <sighs> it because uh, it keeps me like you, my ideas flow and like everything is like coming in my and I see like oh my gosh we're gonna do this and da, da, da. See, I, I think there's a life like, I think there's a life lesson to be to be uh, learned okay what is for you at least <laughs> Wow okay. so about the porch project you're the like oh I want project. this porch project yeah I want this porch to be mm-hmm. done. Yeah. And then now you're seeing that every step that goes into it in the sequence that the events have to take to get through it. And that certain things just can't magically appear. And that there's steps. And that's that's kind of where I work out the details. And that's, yeah, and that's okay. But the thing is, like... Okay, I have to admit, one of the things that I love about our relationship is how I have a vision and you bring it to fruition however i've been involving you in the steps lately (laughs) no not not so much that you've been involving me in the steps which i mean it's fine but the thing is you also change my vision and sometimes i i resist you changing my vision Mm. And sometimes we spend a lot of time in Home Depot because you're trying to change my vision just to find out that my vision was the right vision and we just wasted an hour and a half trying to change it. (laughs) Just saying. But no, anyway. But the thing is, when I was trying to change your vision too, you got on board and you actually liked it. And you're like, oh my gosh, we can do this. I'm like, okay. Um, It 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 was a certain, certain material. That we're going to put on the porch for flooring. And she's finally like, oh, this is going to be super nice. And then I realized it's not suitable material for a porch because it's not um, okay. not necessarily appropriate for a porch that is not fully heated and, and cooled. But here's the lesson. And I think that this is the lesson for the listeners. I think that um, a lot of times life is going to hit you with stuff. And you are going to have to change and be flexible enough to know that what you thought things would happen or how you think things were going to roll is not how it's happening. And, you know, most of us tend to get really frustrated and really um, block, right, the change or really resent the change or really not be open to the change. But ultimately, we have the power by shifting our brain to say, okay, I'm willing to believe that this may be a better option. And then as you're willing to believe that and see that it, you know, if you're feeling bad about like the thing happening or the thing changing, you you are making yourself miserable because of what you're thinking about it. So um, be open to the idea that I am willing to believe and just use the phrase, I am willing to believe that this could be a different option, right? And then your brain kind of starts to wrap around that as opposed to like, oh no, this is going to suck. Forget it. I'm not doing this. Um, and it goes back, right, to, to us... Um, really shifting in 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 moving and Yogi is a little annoyed that we're talking about this. Did you hear him in the background, boys and girls? Uh, they may they may not have heard of him. 
Oh, because you have fancy microphones that block that kind of noise? No, they actually pick it up more. Hmm, but he is, like, not happy. He's been whining lately. Turn and face the strange ch ch changes oh, with your okay. shame. You left us up to our necks in it. Dan, why can't we go to karaoke? You, Wait a minute. Why do you sing at home and not in Turn karaoke? and face the strange ch ch changes. Don't let them grow up and out of it. So, Julie. Yes. <laughs> It's August 1st. Yes, it is. And you are still consistently mm-hmm. waking up before me in the morning. Yes. That You're like is... up out of bed at like 545. 541. Oh, sorry. I'm It's asleep. when the alarm goes off, but I don't use the alarm. It usually just comes on and I'm already up and going. Your alarm's on? Yeah, but I shut it down because I'm usually up before the alarm. Oh, Okay. Well, I am super proud of you mm-hmm. for the lady with the night moves. Lady with the light night moves. I don't know what that means. Night moves. Oh, here we go with singing again. Listen, I have been on Sorry. a mission. And for I the have night been, owl is I, what I'm trying to say. I have been on a mission for the past the morning, few yeah. months. Um, I was certified last year as a cognitive behavioral coach and holistic coaching, in addition to my social emotional learning and yoga teacher certification. But I, I wanted more from when I became a yoga teacher, I learned a lot about mindfulness and meditation. And it's nothing that I ever thought And growing up in a religious home and, you know, subscribing to my faith. There's a lot of misconceptions that we can have about what meditation and being mindful is. And going through my yoga teacher certification really helped me explore that. As I explore that, I realize that this mindfulness practice really centers me and allows me to become a better version of myself. So in the last few months, I have gone through an additional certification as a mindfulness coach. And I completed it this week. Congratulations. Well, thank you. So I have been working, not working, I have been um, communing, I think is a better word, with a few women who wanted to explore a mindfulness practice more fully. And they have been joining me. Some of them in the early morning, they are getting up and we jump on a Zoom and I lead us through a mindfulness practice. I talk and I've been teaching a little concept of mindfulness and meditation and then walk us through a meditation. And I decided that maybe I needed to help them more because ultimately they may be traveling or they may be tired of getting up in the morning. And the best thing that we can do for people is to teach them to fish. So I am going to teach them how to go through and and establish their own mindfulness and meditation practice. So I'm releasing a little course. It's a 21 day or three week challenge or course for them. Um, And I've written a book that they can use and I will continue to lead the meditations in the morning. But I figured, why just them? Why not let it out into the universe? So... And as Julie speaks of this, um, you may have heard in the middle of the podcast the small little mention of it um, that I'm going to be dropping in the middle of the episode so you know where to get the course. That's correct. And where to sign up for it if you're interested in participating it whoop, whoop. in it with Julie. And if you're hearing this in a year from now, 
you'll still be able to listen to the Met course and participate and go at it at your own pace because we're going to evergreen the content by putting that in the con- in the podcast. Evergreen. Evergreen. Yeah, you did. like that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I thought you might. So. So. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, it should be um, a great experience for people who would like to participate. That's correct. And listen, you joined me this week for meditation. It was a lovely way to start the day. Hmm. It was very nice. The ladies didn't know you were sitting on the other side of the computer. So oh. now you know, ladies. Now you know. And here's the other thing. Just and, and I will put a picture on the show notes. But one of the things that I end our meditation with is actually with a reading from my favorite, favorite um, book of, um, what are these called? I don't know. Daily Meditations? It's a daily devotional <laughs> that's what it is it it's says a daily meditation on the book though. it says but it's a devotional book and it basically gives you a reading every day and this is my favorite can i book. read something sure so, yeah pull it open i want to read it to them i want to see if pull uh, it open. Okay. i can mindfully here we go you just opened it up you played bible bingo i played bible with your bingo. meditation <laughs> book <laughs> so <laughs> i and and it's got a, a daily mm, devotional for the day and dan is wow you opened it up to my birthday i opened it up to your birthday uh, look at that mm. hmm. go f- for the ride of your life this is the ride of our life the roller coaster crawled slowly upward inching toward the first and biggest hill and suddenly we were screaming downhill at 97 miles an hour it is they claim the fastest roller coaster in the world I laughed and yelled and clutched the handlebar. When the ride ended, the attendant turned to us as we were about to leave. Would you like to go again, he asked. It's the last ride of the night. We all shouted yes and rode the course again. The wind whipping through our hair when the ride ended, as all rides do, we sat on our seats and cheered. Sometimes things happen, things we didn't expect, things we didn't plan on. An event occurs that changes our life dramatically. The event may be good or bad, desirable or undesirable, fortunate or unfortunate. No matter how we describe it, its impact is the same. We step off our usual path and go for a roller coaster ride. You may have begun a time of deep transformation, a journey chosen by your soul. Feel all you need to feel. Allow your thoughts to flow. Let your body shift as you go through the curves. Let yourself be transformed. Enjoy the ride, the entire experience, with all its twists and curves. Scream in fear. Cry out in joy. Laugh aloud with glee. If you find yourself on a roller coaster, turn it into the ride of your life. I love that book. There isn't a reading that I don't appreciate and enjoy thoroughly. So thank you. I hope some of you join us. Well, I think that wraps up this show. We thank you for joining us this week. Hey, thanks for coming along on the ride of my life. Oh my gosh, it's really hard not singing the song. Don't sing it. That's not the song I was thinking. I was thinking of the song from For Him, which is a Christian band. Do you know which one I'm talking about? 
I think we're done. Wow, did you turn me off? Turn you off? Hmm. I don't know if that's possible. <laughs> wow. Seriously? Look, this is the song. Ready? You can't play it. I'm gonna play two seconds. If it's only if it's under thirty seconds, you're uh, allowed. No, you're not. Never heard this song before. You've never heard the song before? I've never heard this song. <gasps> it's so good. It is so good. All right. Goodbye. Bye. Have a good week, everyone. And go confidently in, in the, the direction, direction of, of your, your dreams. dreams. Thanks for joining us this week on the Casa de Confidence podcast with Julie DeLuca Collins. Remember to check her out on Instagram and Facebook and always click subscribe to catch every new episode. Remember, leave a review so we can continue to bring you fresh content. And as always, go confidently in the direction of your dreams. Hi, everybody. I know that sometimes we get very lonely in this entrepreneur journey, and I want to invite you to join us into our limited time only purposeful you mastermind for many of us entrepreneurs we believe that we can do it all but the reality is that doing it alone only creates a lot of overwhelm so join us at the purposeful you mastermind you can find out more information by going to bit.ly forward slash Julie's mastermind. This is going to be the place where you are able to then unlock your full potential and achieve long-term success for your business, push you behind your current limits, expand your connections, discover new ideas, and implement them with confidence. You're going to get the support in all aspects and transforming you to the six-figure business you've been looking for. Pause and get off the hamster wheel if you've been spinning around. This is a time where you can get that support from like-minded entrepreneurs that are here to join you in your journey. Together, we can challenge the assumptions and land the speaking engagements and opportunities we want to grow our business and make an impact in the lives of people. See you then. Remember, you can find the mastermind at bit.ly. Julie's Mastermind.